Hi, everybody. It's Dean, and I'm here with Brandon Pirrett. And welcome. Season three. We're right in the middle of season three. We've done talks on... Our last one was on wealth. Wealth. One before that, I think, was commitment issues. Right. Yeah. All that. Being disreputable. All of that stuff. But today, we're talking about... Addiction. What does that mean, young man, when you hold up your fingers? This is episode seven? Episode seven. They're trying to help us out. Abe tells me. They're, they're helping us the out. The crew. We have a crew of about 15 people here. Fact checkers. But you know what? They haven't had to do much fact checking. No, they have been on it, you know? Yeah, we have been. <laughs> this is episode, according to Abe, who is the executive producer, we are episode seven, and we're going to make it about addiction. Let me tell you a story. All right. And see... I'll tell you two stories, and you tell me like what stories. which part parts of it you relate to. We're, this is like June or July, so we've been in lockdown for a couple of months, and I get a call from a buddy who himself is an addict, and he was drunk, mm-hmm. and he, through choking back tears, told me that his son had overdosed. Mm. And had I, he, he, he had been doing well, but then the lockdown isolated him. The more I, it's like this negative cycle he was explaining to me. Mm-hmm. He had sobriety, but then the lockdown isolates him. Isolation creates negative thinking, mm-hmm. which and 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 downward spiral thinking, which makes it more attractive to get hammered which means the addiction started back up, which makes you feel worse, which makes you isolate more, and the kid ends up dead. Another story is, last week I saw a buddy who was, who I happened to be down on the waterfront, and he saw me and pulled over and said, you know, I'm down here worshiping. I've been 21 days sober, Mm. you know. (laughs) Amazing. Which part of, that's happening right now, yes? Yeah. The t- talk about let's talk about addiction and how people get into those negative patterns and how people get out of them because we've both been in the helping profession a long time, mm-hmm. and I guess to be human is to be addicted, right? Yeah. Would you agree with that s- statement? Yeah, I think we all have patterns. They don't not necessarily a drug pattern. It could be a food pattern. Yeah. I, I like the same restaurant. I go there every day. Yeah. Uh, and is that all addiction is, is pattern? Take it to the absurd level? Uh, well, I'm no psychologist. So maybe there's... But I am a... <laughs> I am experimentalist, I guess you. Yeah. that's the thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I would just say you find yourself in bad cycles and bad patterns uh-huh. because of bad thinking and hurts. Right. You know, when you mentioned those three stories, I sit over here in this chair and I am... I hold back tears because I can relate to all three, mm-hmm. and it's um, it's all a part of, it's all of it, every bit of it. You so know. everybody gets hurt. Everybody. Therefore, everybody has a choice to make how you're going to handle that hurt. Absolutely. You're either going to kind of work it out and grit and grit through it, kind of, and some people do. Some people just kind of grind through stuff. Sure. But other people, they get have too much to drink, or they. Or they eat, or they do porn, or they do... Yeah, I think, and I think there's just, you know, when you say, and I'm sure when someone reads this, or listens, or sees the, t- the topic or the heading, it will intrigue them, because 
addiction in itself is real. Mm-hmm. And people are addicted. Every I would dare to say everyone is addicted yeah. to something. I was okay because I was just going to ask you: Do you think the word is overused? Because um, it feels I like it's misunderstood. Misunderstood. Okay. Personally, I think the the word addiction, your mind immediately goes to heroin right. and needles in a in a yeah. you know the corner of Seattle. Yeah. You know. Fighting. That's why you say everyone is because it's not just that guy. In mainlining black tar heroin yeah, or something. No. Yeah. I, I think in some ways there there are people that that cope with with indulgences of anything. Yeah. I mean, I think so. It just means to be human it's is appetite. To, yeah, appetite. It's to be appetite. human is to have an appetite, and you like and to have to fight. Overindulging that appetite. Yeah, and and you like cookies. So and so likes this, and so and so likes right. this, and one of them will get you very large and could cause you to have heart condition and body malfunctions, and the other one is is illegal based upon culture and society right. and yeah. will do damage to your body as well. I heard a guy say obesity is the only addiction that the church approves of. How many fat pastors? Yeah. Now you're going to meddling. Yeah, and, but yeah. No, I'm I'm in this is a disreputable podcast, man. And I grew up in the south, okay? Right. And and they would shame you to hell. Right. At church on Sunday morning. Yeah. And then they would go to the buffet. <laughs> And they would have... We, we call them plate stackers. Six plates. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Like, yeah, I got some stuff I got to work on in my life. Right. I get it. Or, you know. Right. But, you know, I don't, I don't know. I think there's misconceptions, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. To be human. I don't love, if so, if you want to hear a disreputable statement. Yeah. I don't love the isms. Yeah. I, I'm an alcoholic. Uh, alcoholism, but... Uh, to me, you're a guy, you're a human, For you've sure. been overindulging, you're, you're, I don't like, I don't like, uh, and again, I'm sure somebody will light me up on it, uh, but I don't like that we say, Brandon's an alcoholic forever. Prescribed. Even though you haven't had a drink in 15 years. Yeah. Or whatever. For I sure. I don't love that. Yeah. And at some level... That appetite got out of hand. Right. You put it down. You have to continually put it down in your thinking. Yeah, for sure. Before you put it down in your, put the cup away, you mm-hmm. know. But I don't love that. The I way think, our culture talks about it. It's just like, uh, I'm an alcoholic. Even, well, you haven't had a drink in 20 years. What are you right. talking about? Yeah. You you used to be. Yeah. You know, I think it was in the last few episodes i don't remember which one exactly but i was telling you about a conversation that i had with shepherd my son he's five and he was telling himself he wasn't cool or whatever and i think the same thing goes for this topic as well you know as you think you say yeah. as you say you do proverbs 23 verse 7 as a man thinketh in his heart so is he yeah and I, and i think there are a lot of people that have given themselves labels yeah Based upon decisions that they've made, I have dealt with drug abuse, 
in my past. I've been pretty open about, yeah. you know, 15 years ago. I'm see, I'm 37, yeah, 17. You know, so it's like, yeah. but just, you still, and you still have to make a decision every day to be sober. Absolutely. But you don't, do you have do you have the inclination every do, do you want to do it every day or just on, on when painful episodes come? Yeah, no, I no, I think it's um, I don't no, there's not a, a want to do it every day, and I wouldn't even say there's a want to do it when painful things show up. What's your trigger then? It's your natural. It's your not natural. It's your. It's your Achilles heel. It's your vice. It's your thing. Yeah. It's and I, what I'm saying is everybody, if they're honest with themselves, right. which I think is the first thing that you have to do, in order to to understand uh-huh. addiction and addictive behavior, appetites, the whole thing is you have to come to peace and grips with yourself and understand that these are the things that cause you. So do you feel like it's helpful to know what your triggers are? I, I had a buddy who, who used to say, everybody medicates. Mm-hmm. It's just what you're medicating with. And I'm capable. I mean, I tease about it, but it's really not funny. I am capable of medicating with ice cream. Sure. Or whatever. Yeah. I, tell, I, I tease sometimes that there's only two occasions on which I'll overeat. Number one, when I'm happy, or number two, when I'm sad. <laughs> Yeah, and so that's I'm funny. Usually one of the yeah. one of those two. Yeah, and that's funny, and I and we laugh about that, and and but if I said the same thing to you about something about um, too much alcohol, right? You would go, "That's sad." Yeah, that's right. So we so it's a it's a double standard. And it's not helpful to me, no, because I'm giving myself a pass. Sure. Yeah. Do you th- and I think. I was going to ask you, do you think, and then I answered my own question, I think a lot of it is cultural, too. I think a lot of it is society. I think a lot of it is the yeah. way that we've allowed certain things to happen based yeah. upon uh, decisions, you know, yeah. p- power, that, uh, government, if yeah. you will. You know what I mean? Give me more on that. Well, for instance, you have... In certain in certain places, it's one hundred percent shamed on to have any sip of alcohol. Okay, and then in the streets of Oregon, Portland to be exact, yeah. it is now legal to have a certain amount of cocaine or heroin. Yeah. So, government gives mm-hmm. power. Yeah, government sure. gives permission. Excuse me. Government gives permission. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it gives people power. It gives people the authority to say, oh, well. Yeah. But in another area of society, it's completely frowned upon. So then it almost yeah. causes, because you have no authority, you yeah. have no permission, then right. you have two choices. You either rebel right, or you, or you listen and understand. I think that's really a great observation. I had a funny thought one day when I, because in the state of Washington... Right. They we have made uh, marijuana legal. Right. And in Colorado and other states, we were making marijuana legal, and in New York City they were outlawing big gulps because <laughs> they were saying, "Oh, that's making people diabetics and obesity." And we got to punish now. You can't buy a big gulp in New York, but you can buy weed. Right. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. This town. 
Tacoma, Washington, where we're sitting right now, mm-hmm. I mean, you can go down to the waterfront and pretty well every time mm-hmm. you go down there, you're going to smell weed. Yeah. But if you're smoking a cigarette or a, a cigar or something, people go, oh, so. Yeah. Secondhand smoke. But it's yeah. like somehow the culture has. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. But if you go back to the original thinking of and feeling and emotions and patterns, it's it's all a way to numb. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it's a, to numb Numbing feeling. pain. Yeah. When you first got, how old were you when you first started using? 14. Drugs. Well, it's when I smoked my first, 13 was when I smoked my first cigarette. <laughs> so sorry. Uh-huh. Like, I thought it was so cool. It's the most ridiculous thing ever. And then at 14, I took the first hit off my of a joint that it, I didn't get high. Like I just, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm one of those ones that's like in, incapable of getting high. <laughs> <laughs> but you found out later, not so I, much. I, made, I was like, I need to try this again, you know? All right. And, you know, and then that became like a, a weekend thing uh-huh. sporadically you know it was like you're 14 in cleveland tennessee you know it's like how easy was it to find weed it was pretty hard was it yeah because i mean it's just it's not at every store now you know mm-hmm. so yeah it's 14 and you're trying to numb what pain did you know you were trying to numb pain or were you just trying to have fun i think a little all, all three i think there was pain fun acceptance intrigue i was intrigued by experimenting i think there's there was a lot going on in 14 year old i heard someone say and i think it's true that you have the choice to say yes or no to your first drink but probably won't have the chance to say no to your to your last one yeah that's good i mean it it, by the time you get to the take it but most people never get that most people can have a glass of wine Maybe they have it every day. Yeah, I would. I would push back. Would you? Yeah, I know a lot of people who drink wine, and and I don't care what people say. Uh-huh. You drink. You drink alcohol because you can get what you want out of it every time. Every time. So you. So when people are like, "I don't get drunk," right. then don't drink it. I'm just being honest with but you. But you're saying even at a little bit, it gives you something. You can get it. You can take, it's what they call, take the edge off. Right. Now, I guess technically speaking, I would be a drinker. Okay. I have a, I, I have a beer. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe I have uh, a half a dozen beers a year. Sure. I don't drink hard alcohol. I don't like wine. Right. But on a nice day, I'm capable of it. And I've gone, I mean, I've gone years, maybe a decade without having one beer. Right. So it's never been important to me. Do you still occasionally have a drink? Yeah. I don't, yeah. How do you process that? And and what do you want for Truly and for for Mm, Shepard? Because, yeah. Yeah. I can answer that one because I think about that all the time. Mm. I want my kids to not be afraid. I want my kids to not have to hide anything yeah. and that's that that's kind of where i came from that's why I, I sort of like i want to model for my kids uh, uh, uh that it's it's not it's not a magic it's not a taboo yeah 
don't get drawn to it because it's like, ooh, what's that? Nobody, yeah. and don't, uh, but don't disrespect it either. Totally. It's, it can be dangerous, like a car. You Absolutely. Know? I use a car. It's a great example. But a car can kill somebody too. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta respect it. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want my kids to have to feel like they have to. And if they have questions, I want them to talk to me about anything. Yeah. And and we could talk many subjects about that. For me, personally, when I when I was 20, 22 years old, I had to lay it all down because every bit of it was in the medicine cabinet. Mm. It wasn't in the refrigerator. It wasn't a cooler. It, I see. You were past that. It, it was all every. It was you were doing it because uh-huh. it was it was medicating every bit of everything. Yeah. So when I decided, I'm gonna get clean and sober. There was no like let's half let's halfway do this. Did thing. you so did you stop the alcohol at that point? Every too? bit of it. Okay. Every bit of it. So it's only recently that you started to clean. Yeah, because I felt I I I enjoy I enjoy alcohol by its by its flavor and its taste. I can take the taste the difference. But I had to make sure that that I was in a mature place that I could have a drink again and and it not send me back to there right and i asked and was myself was that scary um yeah. do you ever scare yourself still I, I scare myself every day when i wake up really no i'm just kidding um to some extent um because you you have a healthy respect for it would yeah. you say you have a healthy i respect? have a healthy respect i've grown a healthy respect for me uh and because of that, I am always asking myself, "What is the what is the motivation here?" Uh-huh. And I, and I, and sometimes I lie to myself, like I think we all do. And you got to catch yourself. And I have to catch. Yourself. That's good, bro. All I, this is just. I appreciate your honesty because I think a lot of people are like that. We we catch we have to catch ourselves and go. Nah. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I I got to dial this back. But once I, a, but I, once again, it's it's it's. Okay, so this is this is a topic of of drinks or whatever, but 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 it, what's the topic of uh, or appetite of choice for someone else? Yeah. Okay. So I have a theory. Okay. Right? And and I see this in you and and me. We're opposites in this regard. I think that some people are drawn to addictions that put them out of control, and that seems to have been your pattern. Well, you want to turn off. You use those. Yeah. Turn off the pain. Yeah. But there are other people, and I consider myself one of these people, mm-hmm. that the idea of being out of control or off is not attractive to me. Right. Because I don't want more chaos than I've already got. Right. So controlling addictions, mm-hmm. food or, or, or overwork, mm-hmm. a workaholism, mm-hmm. uh these are you know, relation trying to control people, get them to do what you want to do. These are things that I've had to fight. Sure. Because uh, I don't want to be, I don't want to tune out. Yeah. That to me is too scary. No fun. Right. The idea of, for for me of being hammered, or I've never been drunk in my life, or high in my life. I've never taken drugs. Right. But uh, I, I've never even had one hit of a. Of Mar- and 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 the idea of it isn't attractive. Mm-hmm. It's like that, not the idea. Right. It's like if somebody, uh, somebody says, "I'd like to go to Antarctica." I'm like, "Wow, 
go for it. Not for me. I don't want to be cold. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's no no adventure for me. Yeah. But if you're describing Hawaii, yeah. Like, oh well, that's right. a little more attractive. And for me, that workaholism, these things, these obsessions, which which could be addictions. I think they are right. Right. They destroy people, just like alcohol. For sure. People give up their marriage for pills. Absolutely. People give up their marriage for jobs. I Absolutely. don't really. The net effect is the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the in that way we're the same, but we're different. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I was. Um, this is about being human. It's a yeah. This, these are human problems. One hundred percent. When we said, one of our more popular podcasts is one about commitment issues. Not everybody has commitment issues. Right. <laughs> But everybody yeah. is is fighting to control their appetites. You started with the word appetites. Mm-hmm. To control their appetite, to get work to satisfy, to get money to satisfy, to get drugs to satisfy, or sex, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, because power. We're, we're not robots. No. And I think this topic should be discussed in depth for a long time. Because I don't, I, I, I don't think people are honest enough with themselves, and I don't think people who talk about this subject are honest enough with the subject in itself to really give people the freedom that they're that they're really looking for. Uh-huh. And everybody has m- willpower, mind control. Mm-hmm. I had a buddy say to me one time. The only difference in you and me is that whatever you put your mind to, you'll actually do. Now, he is accurate when he's talking about me. If you you hone in on something. If I hone in on something, I will do it. Now, my addictive personality... You know, and I'm not trying to label myself. I'm just just understanding my patterns. If If I start working out, I will go hard, all in, and you've seen that in <laughs> yeah. our time together. Yeah, you've seen Big B, Big B, swole, and then all of a sudden, like super skinny. You're like, bro, what the heck? You know, it's <laughs> like because because whatever I put my mind to, right? And I think that's might be the pattern of of a lot of people is they just don't know how to put their mind to something and then actually do it, man. And the the problem with what he said was is actually a lie about himself. Yeah. By complimenting you, he was denigrating himself, and this, his self talk is, "I'm not going to do it." I'm not going to do, do it. But he, but the same thing he's telling me, he, he could do too. Yeah. In fact, he's doing it. Whatever he's putting his mind to, yes, he's good. doing. Good, Brandon. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, you know, it's just, it's shifting. It's shifting the way that you yeah. that you process and you think. I, you have turned me on to a guy named Grant Cardone. Yeah, uh, you know. The day to meet him will would be very inspiring, because I can I appreciate his journey, and not to hear talk about his journey, but he but he's one of the most successful humans out right now, right. doing great things for society and and also, uh, he battled some of the same similarities that I battled. Right. He was thirty seven years old, which is the age I am now, so I got a little head start on him. He decided, gonna he, get busy. I I gotta get to work because. Because that's not going to help. And and just, I don't know, I think everybody has that in them. 
They just have to have a something big enough to live for. Yeah. That they'll stop killing themselves every day. Yeah. And I think that's a problem. That people don't have yeah. something big enough to live for. Yeah. So. Good. I I'll love just, it, man. I'll just die yeah. today. I'm proud of you, and and uh, and and to watch you uh, build a great life, you know. Yeah. Because it didn't have to be that way. I've seen a lot of people in the ministry who, who have, who just haven't put their, they haven't put it down for whatever reason. Right. And uh, and I I bless you because you have a beautiful family and and they're worth they're worth fighting for and. And I and I and I want to thank everybody who's listening. I love you. I I know we're not addiction experts. Yeah, no. Uh, so this is not the psychology talk. Uh, psychology gets into uh, the thinking. There are people that probably understand that better. We're not physicians, so we don't understand right. how that piece works. But we are practitioners, right, in the helping profession, and and we both lived it, and. And we're both humans, and as you said, not robots, and people of faith. Yeah. And we have found transcendent, something transcendent to lift us out of our own humanity. Yeah. And it's it's possible. That's what I want to say to everybody who's yeah addicted. And if people, I said I've said this to this young man I was talking about not ten minutes ago. If you took everything in your life as serious as you take this addiction, mm. you would be a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> you know, working so hard to get the next whatever, Absolutely. you know. So, um, and this is one of the things yeah. that's interesting to me about religious people, Brandon. And I'll close with this. Sure. Is that people are like, you know, the same people that get up at 2 a.m. and drive halfway across town, go to the sketchiest neighborhood to get one more opioid mm -hmm. they get sober and they become religious and they go gosh it, I can't go to 11am service you know, <laughs> it was just like oh <laughs> that's I'm so, so tired like really yeah. when you were a crackhead you were up at 2am yeah yeah doing you know hanging out with the most disreputable sorts yeah to get your thing now that you're saved yeah you're all casual well so go to a 6pm concert whoa, whoa I can't do that yeah, man. When you find something healthy, throw yourself into that. Yeah, yeah. Build a great life. Yeah. Thanks for watching. We're on Spotify, yep. Apple. I don't know what platform you're listening on, but recommend it to somebody and share it with you. Yeah. And we'd love to see you next time around. Go back and listen to old podcasts. They're all good. Yeah, they're great. I think they are. We're yeah. we're proud of ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> we just keep we're trying to put stuff out there. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Trying to help you change your thinking as we're trying to change our thinking. Make it a great day. Yep.